glad you could join us for episode 141 of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. My name is Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Wayne as we continue our analysis of Michelle Lavretta's supernatural drama Lost Girl, starring Anna Silk, Zoe Palmer, Chris Holden Reed, and Rachel Scarston, and, and Summer Glau. Uh, and Summer Glau. Uh, <laughs> and also Eric Roberts is, is yes, in there, Eric at, Roberts, at, yeah. at least for the time being. Yeah. Uh, now, tonight we're here to discuss episode 10 of season five, titled Like Father, Like Daughter. But as always, we'd like to remind you, we'd love to hear from you via email at sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com or at the website where you can leave a voicemail using the leave voicemail tab. Heck, record your own audio clip. Send us the MP3 as an attachment. Tweet at sci-fi TV rewatch. And also consider joining the Facebook group and join the discussions there. So uh, we don't really have any news tonight and we don't have any listener feedback but i gotta say my piece about the return of the x-files season 10 six episode miniseries i know you don't care no well i mean i I know you care but yeah you know okay like on the visceral Uh, level i understand And, and it's almost like i wish i had been watching or i wish i'd gotten caught up and i think i will i don't know maybe this summer i'll I'll pull an x files i don't know yeah but i think it's one of these things for for fans it's been in the pipeline for over seven years i mean since the second movie in 2008 were we going to get a third movie and and, you know we'd hear no there's no chance and then you'd hear david duchovny in some interview say well we're in discussions and 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 we're finally here so now that we're here how's it going to do because we'd love it to do well we'd love to get a season 11 and Part of the holdup, of course, is that David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson want to have the opportunity to do other things, whether films, uh, Showtime miniseries, as Duchovny did. But the numbers came in, Wayne, and the first episode, which aired Sunday night after the NFC title game, brought in same day 16.2 million viewers, and then the Live Plus 3 numbers over 20 million viewers. Great googly Un- moogly. Un- yeah, unbelievable. Wow. Uh, episode and that two, game which that- sucked too, so it wasn't like anyone was watching at the end, you know? Oh, wait a minute. Wasn't that the one that they had like a 31 nothing lead and then they caught up? No, that was the week before, I think. Oh, that was the week before? Yeah, right. the, 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 the title game was just a flat out blowout. Oh, oh, okay. Well, then episode two, which they aired the next night on Monday, which is now the regular night for the show, brought in nearly 10 million viewers. I don't have the live plus three numbers yet. Episode three aired last night. We're recording this on Tuesday. You know, I'm sure the numbers are going to be strong there as well. So you got to believe that the Fox executives are pleased. So now it's a question. Can Chris Carter, David Duchovny, Jillian Anderson arrange their schedules to do this again in 2017 I, I read an interview in rolling stone it doesn't sound like chris carter is uh he, he doesn't want to go back i don't think it sounds like really it. yeah is this uh when did you read this um it's the most recent one i think wow i'll bring the article in for you okay, I, I might yeah, have gotten that, it wrong that's discouraging but, yeah I, um, I think he said he's just like yeah he's like but of course and i think they even said in the article it's like you know it's like right after you know like they they wrapped x-files so he might just be in a all right i'm done you know frame of mind which you know a couple months or a year from now might be different well and also i think like any artist once you see how your work is received that that certainly may change your opinion on the matter and 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 again it, it you understand that feeling but on the other hand ah it's just so great having scully and Mulder back and and with the six episodes you know one of the dilemmas i've had here is that uh we knew ahead of time that the first and the last episode were going to be related to the mythology arc and we found out then episode two also was kind of and that the other three were going to be standalone and then the episode we got last night was really one of the light funny episodes where they basically made fun of themselves i mean it did have an existential kind of slant to it as Mulder's re-examining his life as he approaches middle age approaches yeah uh but but (laughs) my feeling at first when I'm watching it is that okay this kind of episode is fine in a 24 episode season and and I recall saying this about Dark Angel but 
when we've only got six, do I really want them to spend the time on this episode? And I just found myself laughing through the whole episode. It was awesome. Yeah. And then when you examine, you know, the, the, you know, the, the really deep thematic ideas underneath all the laughter, it's just, just brilliant. So I guess you can tell I'm happy. Now, the other show I know I mentioned, yeah, I I mentioned to you is uh, the USA Network's Mr. Robot, who Michael has been singing the praises of for the last couple months. And uh, it's just not at all what I expected. Uh, I ended up finally watching it. And next thing I knew, I watched six episodes on Sunday. I've got four to go on season one. Season two comes back this summer. Uh, It's just this inside look at the hacker world, computer hackers. The the protagonist is a guy that he's brilliant at what he does. He's got severe social anxiety, mental problems. He uses drugs, and and it's just the – it's very – close to the same feel as breaking bad you know you've got this protagonist anti-hero that is clearly doing bad things yet you're rooting for him the whole way right so uh i I know you haven't seen it yet i I, and i know again i mean to tell you to add another show is (laughs) (laughs) ridiculous but it sounds intriguing though i have to well it really is and and only 10 episodes but right that's good that's manageable Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of episodes, why don't we get to the second episode of Lost Girl, episode 10, season five, Like Father, Like Daughter, written by Alexandra Zeroni, who did Big in Japan, which was episode three of this season, and then two episodes each in seasons two, three, and four. Uh, Paulo Barsman, four episodes uh, in the front eight of season five. also did five episodes in seasons two through four. So obviously these are names we've encountered before. And this one aired on Showcase originally September 13th, 2015, and then obviously February 8th, 2016 on Sci-Fi US. All right, so uh, right up front, uh, initial reactions on your end? I think they uh, dialed back on the crazy a little bit from the previous episode, so I think I like this one a little bit more. Not so much as the drama and the, you know, we still got all the classic cliches in there. And that was like, I just remember like when we first started doing this and one thing we, at least I've always noticed is like how kind of unconventional it was. And I think now it's just kind of slipped into like a lot of conventional kind of stuff, but yet still liked it. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I I don't want to be that guy that, is continually criticizing the show you're podcasting about because well then why are you podcasting about it because like you i really liked this episode i'd say really liked it okay well i i really liked it <laughs> i mean were, are there flaws in it yeah are there things that bother me yeah you know the the little sexual innuendo jokes they're getting old yeah, they, they got old two seasons ago yeah yeah so it, it, it's just not funny to me anymore and and you know maybe it's me look I, I, i'm by no stretch a prude when it comes to, so it, it, well, but it's I'm just not, not so sure about that dave <laughs> but it's just i, I don't know <laughs> um no i got you and, and yeah i totally agree and well when we get to those parts we'll talk about more but i completely agree with you on, on that front there yeah, but that said, I really liked it a lot. And, okay, I know you liked it. Maybe you're not going to include the a lot part. But it, it does take the story arc farther down the road. We, we get some questions answered. We get new questions raised. But I think if you don't think that the main question that gets raised is how Bo is going to come to regard Lauren now that she's essentially Faye, I, I think you're missing the whole point here because that's a question that we need an answer to. Sure. That was an awkward hug, though. It was an awkward it hug. And, and it was like I call, I call, I mean, I so called it last week. Like, Bo, I don't think, is down with, uh, you know, like Lauren's like, we'll be together forever. But it was like, yeah. <laughs> like, she's not at all. That's not, that wasn't part of the plan. Right, and and I think we do get some answers about how Lauren got to this point, and and I think it's reasonable to say that she dosed herself with really no idea of what was going to happen. Yep. Right, right, because she has that conversation, 
you know, with Hades back, you know, when he's in his holding cell and she's in the lab and, and you know, he's basically trying to get at what He's like, happened. so uh, you use the virus, I suggested I see, huh? Right. And of course she won't answer him, but we know that is in fact what, what happened. How is she going to use these powers? And obviously we find out exactly what it is. I, you know, I, I think it was reasonable for us to assume at the end of episode one that she had made herself a succubus. Right. And I guess at one level, we were correct. She did. And I, you know, it's so funny because I didn't even consider that it was supposed to look like Bo was helping her. Like, like the whole time, I was just, it seemed like Lauren, because you know, her eyes turned blue. So, you know, I just took the, to be, that, that Lauren had done it. But when we open up this episode, everyone's under the impression that Bo had done the force chi thing into Lauren. Well, exactly. And like you said, it was the blue eyes that, that I think, you know, sold it for me. Right. Because, because it really wasn't all that clear. And especially when Lauren sat up when she was, you know, in the road, blood coming out of her head and she sat up on her own. And that was before, you know, any chi was exchanged. Right. So will she misuse her newfound powers, you know, perhaps unintentionally. Well, but. I think absolutely she will, and it will be unintentional because she is, she's on the Hades crazy train, right? <laughs> yeah. Like he's so, she's so under his influence right now. And that's like, that, that's one thing I, I had a problem with um, that we can talk about later. We can talk about now. I don't know what you want to do, but you know, the, this whole fact that she's buying Hades hook, line, and sinker is, you know, and she can't see how she's being manipulated. Well, well, that's what I was going to ask you. It seems to me she doesn't even know he's manipulating. No, yeah, she her. doesn't. Absolutely not. She is not. Yeah, right. It's not. Like she's, oh, he's manipulating me, but I don't care. No, she doesn't see it. And, and I find that strange because it's not as if she hasn't been around people that have tried to manipulate her. And 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 this is not her first rodeo. Dude, she was I, a terrorist, I, man. Well, and, right? and I guess it's right. Well, sure. But, but I mean, even within the Fay community, whether, you know, it's the, was the Morgan, you know, or any of a number of ashes that, you know, that, that controlled her, she's not a neophyte. So I guess that just speaks to Hades power, which is understandable. True. What about Kenzie's return? How'd that strike you when she got out of the limo? Because I love the way they did it, right? Because you know, everybody was expecting it to be, Zeus, and you see the shoes, you see the legs, and then it's Kenzie. Well, all I can say is I'm glad that they said Kenzie because I didn't. Did, did you know it was Kenzie when they first showed her? No, not at all. Yeah, I didn't either. I was like, who the? That's not Zeus. Who's that? And then they're like Kenzie. I'm like Kenzie. Right, and that's what I. I so I'm saying I love the the way they did it visually. Now you mean you mean because even when you saw her full body, it was the blonde hair. You still yeah, right. It took you a second. The, the, well, the way she was dressed and the hair and everything, um, she looked obviously way different than we're used to seeing Kenzie look. So I guess one question that that still bothers me a little bit, and I get that it's the final eight episodes of the whole series. She's been a key member of Team Bo all along. But why is she back? I think just, uh, you know, because she's such an integral, or she was such an integral part of the show. Um, bring her back for one episode. Throw the fans a bone. Okay, and and I guess you could argue to help Bo steal the painting, which right. You know, but I, I think clearly that was all just the whole plot was engineered just to bring Cassini's solo back for one show. Yeah, um, and maybe she'll know, be back for like the finale or something. Well, like right, I, you know, because again, I'm not looking at IMDb. I don't want to know we're just going to let this unfold because you know, as we said, that's been what's been so fun about doing dark angel. We have no idea what's going to happen. Sure. Although I think we know we're going to be disappointed when we get to the end of the show because it's, you know, it's it's not going to be an ending, right? It's not going to be, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be closure. Dyson and Alicia. I I really like that storyline, but at the end of the day, you know, again, as we said last week, the, the one character who intrigues us more than anybody and that we don't have an idea of what the hell <laughs> see what I did there. Yep. What, what, what the heck is Hades Endgame? What is he trying to do? Nothing good. Nothing good. Probably. I guess. I mean, but again, is he, 
you know, this anti-hero type character that we know he's up to something nefarious, but I like him anyway. I hope he succeeds at what he's no, going to do. No, you don't. Well, I don't know. He's I, like I the big know. burning horse guy, man. You know, like, remember how Trick was always like, oh my God, not him and everything. You know, like, so this guy is like the embodiment of, of evil and darkness. Yeah, he, he, he talks a good game. Well, that was even, you know, you last week where he says, honey, I am darkness. Right, right. I am darkness, right? Yeah. Um, so, and you know, even Zeus is scared of him. Like how much of a badass you have to be to have Zeus scared of you? Yeah, good point. Yeah. You know? Good point. So um, whatever his end game is, it is not good at all. And he's going to be probably their most formidable opponent. Yeah, because uh, we we certainly see in this episode that that he does have a con going on, and you know we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but I, you know I love the opening scene: Bo and Dyson staking out Z's condo, even though nothing seems to be happening. And you know we're 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 past I think the Bo and Dyson shipping stage, right? So so that now it's just two oh, yeah. that, two that good ship friends has sailed. Yeah. See what you did there? I, I did see what I did there. That's, yeah. that's, I'm, I'm good like that. So it's just two good friends. It's just, I love it. You know, she's got the binoculars. He's got the the salty snacks. And, you know, she's like, salty snacks? You know, what's up with that? Well, Alicia. Uh, so I, I just really like that scene. And then, of course, you know, we see the limo pull up and we find out that it's actually Kenzie. But they start discussing all that Bo's had to deal with, you know, releasing her father, Lauren nearly dying. But Bo's confused about Lauren's recovery. And this is kind of, you know, what you were getting at a few minutes ago. She thinks it was her that breathed Chi into Lauren. Right. Right. And, you know, but Dyson's like, well, when you did that for me, you had to like, you know, he's like, you had to do a group sock, right? And she's like, who doesn't love a good group sock? I'm like, yeah. That doesn't even make sense. Oh, unnecessary <laughs> line, you know, because we know what he meant. <clears throat> right. And uh and and he's right. Right? That sure. when she did before, she needed to draw chi from all the people around her. And she's in, she's like, "Well, maybe I'm just more powerful now." You know, right and, from being around my father and and that's not unreasonable. It's, it's Occam's razor, right? What's the sure. simplest explanation for it? Because the more complex one is that Lauren somehow has devised a formula that has made herself into a fae, or at least someone who can channel any fae's powers. Like, that is the complex answer. Easy one. Those powers have gotten better. Exactly. And and she thinks perhaps I've just gained more control over it. But I'm, I'm not sure Dyson's buying it either. Uh and then we're back at the lab. Jack slash Hades overhears Lauren's conversation yeah, with Bo. Where did that name? Did, was that something from last episode that I missed? Like, why all of a sudden is everyone calling him Jack? I think they just arbitrarily picked it. I I don't recall now the. But yeah, you know, when of it, when but. when Zeus, you know, is uh, teleported to him at the end, she calls him Jack. I'm like, how did you know they're calling him that? Bo made up that name. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah, well, I guess some time expired. So you must have told him at some point. But, but you know, the, the again, back that the scene with Dyson and Bo, where they're really just talking it out, and, and she says, "The worst feeling is not knowing how to feel." As he's ex- trying to explain the complications surrounding Alicia, and and obviously they are complicated because he hasn't told her about the Fay Colony. Yeah, he, has, and, he hasn't and, told her a lot. Right, and and this is kind of the first time that he mentions the option of erasing her memory of her experience with the Fae. Right. So, uh, you know, we don't know how good their memory erasing... It's through tequila. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, of course, the limo pulls up and uh, Kenzie steps out and then, you know, we go to the, uh, the first credit break. Um, but... You know, we've got a couple stories going here. The search for the Santiago painting, the vanishing, and and that that's probably the most important one. So, well, we kind of start there, maybe. So we find out, you know, she steps out of the limo, and and Bo is obviously stunned, 
And it's the first we hear about the Santiago fortune and the fact that I guess a significant part of it's been left to her. But I love the fact that she's now in a relationship with Hale's grandfather. Well, I don't know if she's in a relationship. Well, well, well I just mean that, that he's taken her right, okay. like, a, like a granddaughter. Right, right, right. You know, right. That, that, that he tells yeah. her stories you made of it his- You sound ch- like it was- Yeah, I, I know, sorted. as soon as it came out that way. Um, uh, but but no, it's just that you can see he really cares for her. Yeah, no doubt. She, she, yeah, and she really cares for him. And, and, and I just really like that. But we find out that there's this painting from the Santiago Acquisition that apparently holds the key to sending back Hades and or Zeus. But apparently it can't do both, right? I mean, it can't send them both back. It can't? Uh, I, I mean, that's the way I got it. Maybe I mis I, misheard I, something. I just, I mean, I, I, again, I'm not positive, but I just took it as that this pain could send whoever they wanted back whenever they wanted. That the danger okay. of using it was that, you know, it could like kind of bounce back on you. Oh, okay, okay. Well, well, we find out that it holds the key to stopping the ancients, and you know, we find out that. You know, Kenzie has a story. She was held prisoner by people that were looking for the painting, which apparently has never been displayed. So we're wondering whether or not it was Z that sent people in after the painting. But the kicker is that it got donated. Tamson says, I'll track it down. I'll, you know, I'll get my laptop and Google it. And she does. Right. All right. So Kenzie's been living in Spain. Which I'd forgotten about. Yeah, but what what about the scene at the gallery? I mean, I get it. It's like, yeah, I mean, Casilla's solo is funny. And it's a chance for her to kind of be funny, but it was just kind of like awkward, you know? Yeah, and it's, again, and I'm glad you said it, you know, at the top of the show that, that you know, when we started doing Lost Girl back season one, season two, I mean, not that it was this ultra serious show because it wasn't. No, not but, at all. But it's just, it just, I don't know. It, it's just gotten a little silly, and and just the whole, you know, when Kenzie's the little tour guide, and you know, the one girl's saying, "No, that's not right. This is ridiculous. You're just making all this up." And of course, she is, right. But then when she pushes the girl into the painting, it sets off the alarm so that she can grab the guard's card key. Well, okay then I'll buy it, you know, right. then, okay, I, I guess you were being that absurd, that silly because you had a plan and that's Kenzie. Yes. So it, it was s- s- semi-classic Kenzie, but I don't know, there was just something about it. It just seemed like really awkward to me, like maybe too far. Like even when she was like doing like the, you know, she was the Russian fortune teller and things like that, you know, I guess they were kind of absurd, but, I don't know. It seemed to work a little bit better than this. Yeah. yeah. And, and then Bo, once she goes in and meets with the, you know, the gallery, I guess, director. And I, I, I guess what was painful there was listening to Bo, what she's saying just seems kind of dumb, <laughs> you know, I mean, right. I mean, and tries to suck you touch. And then, that's the, that was what made this scene so much. I love fun. it. You're still saying sucky touch, man. Uh well, what do you know? <laughs> but but this woman's not going to fall for it because she's a germaphobe. She's a germaphobe, right? It's like the 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 best defense to the succubus is a germaphobe. And, and, and I got to say though, Bo's final action was perfect when right. she just got a sneezes on her while like a fake sneeze. Well, did you get where that's what she said last time? Said something like big mistake, huge. Did you catch that? That's that's I, that's the illusion, my friend. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. Yeah, it's uh, pretty women, pretty woman, pretty woman. Oh, nice. All right. Well, she at least finds out that the paintings there. They're in the right gallery because they they weren't sure for a while whether Tamson had steered them correctly. But they are both running their respective cons. But like I said, their their lack of background. I mean, it turned out okay in the end. But and I guess that's what's important. Right. Um. One of, to me, the coolest visual scene in the entire episode, and again, it's another show I know you didn't watch, but when Bo is doing her best Sydney Bristow imitation from Alias. Uh, I was actually saying, because they do refer to Catherine Zeta-Jones in Entrapment. 
okay? Uh, navigating in and around the laser security system in the gallery. I mean, that's something that, that you know, Sidney Bristow, the, the protagonist in Alias, did many times, played Which, by Jennifer, Jennifer I, I, Garner. I'm pretty sure it's just not a thing. What you mean? These laser security <laughs> systems? Well, no, the, the 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 ability to like navigate through them like that, like you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Unless you're Tom Cruise, right? Being well, sent down on a right, right, right. You know. But at least you're coming like from above there, right? In in uh, Mission Impossible, as you're like weaving your way through them, it's right. like all right, come on. Or Dark Angel, right? Isn't that how she got the baseball? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's all ridiculous. But uh, that's why I like, I don't know, have you ever seen Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? Uh, no. You should watch it. It's hilarious. But there's a scene in there where these these girl bank robbers basically do flips through a, a, a field of laser beams. And, and, they, and they play it to be ludicrous, right? Like it's kind of like a mocking of all those movies that actually have the character like seriously zigzagging her way through all these things. They just do these crazy the, the one girl like i can't even explain it but she like flipping around above the lasers you know like the whole way it's great you gotta see that movie dude it's hilarious uh, okay well Bo gets through the lasers and then all of a sudden uh, of she, sees, she sees a dove hovering nearby and she's like ah crap and then all of a sudden persephone appears so we assume that she was the dove which like she says yeah well yeah it she she totally was because the dove t- flies down and then she appears um but she's like don't fade this up for me right like see that's what i'm talking about that's the kind of line i'm missing right well at least she didn't cry <laughs> right true because when doves cry then... yes all right I'm so with you. She... i got you there prince all right all right so she tells bo to keep away she got there first and you know bo knows persephone tricked her into lighting the artemis candle and releasing the ancients and and you know so now it's all coming out and, so, so and, at and this I, point Right, I'm thinking, has Bo slept with every single character on this show? Yep. Who is she, besides Trick, who, and well, I guess now Hades. And I guess not Hale, right? Yeah, nope, Hale, right, Hale. And, but Hale's got to feel left out. Like, yeah, between except guy, the girl, Ken- whatever. The Ken- He's- yeah, the Kenzie connection, so. You, oh, you Kenzie, she never slept with Kenzie. Right, I mean, everybody knew they I mean, liked she, each she other. She slept with her, but never, like, you know, like, slept, slept, you know. Right. But but I mean, I like that that dynamic between the two of them is they're they're just both getting it out. Don't think I don't know what you did. And Persephone tells us that she's not bound to Tartarus, but she's bound to Hades. And then I, I do like, you know, Bo, well, do you prefer Percades or Persephone? <laughs> but her deal was if she brings the painting to Hades, then he'll release her. And tells her that by law, though, she's now Bo's prisoner. And Bo says, well, fine. If you're my prisoner, I release you. Uh, I'm not sure how much of that, if any, was actually true within the context of the show. Yeah. Don't think too hard about it, though, I guess. No, right? I w- Okay. <laughs> Good. All right. So Bo's got the Because I'm saying, yeah, I was like, what the? Like, ah, whatever. <laughs> All right. So she's got the painting. And Trick explains that it's a depiction of the last time that the ancients were seen on Earth and, and that Zeus and Hades want to use it to banish each other. We have the power to send both Hades and Zeus back. Trick tells him somehow a song's got to be sung, and the next thing you know, Bo's laying licorice strands across the painting like a music staff. Right. Uh, and then and the whole fr- candy jar thing. So like, again... Come on, man. Well, at first even, I thought, even Trick says, because he says something, and they're like, Trick, he's like, oh, I went too far? Like, really? You know, like, I'm just. <laughs> well, you know, at first I thought, you know, once she laid the, uh, the, the licorice down, that they were suddenly going to become strings, but no, it was a musical staff. And then Kenzie's like, oh, I recognize the notes. Like, what, the people's heads on the staff? I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, I'll, yep, that's, I think, exactly. I'm like, what? <laughs> really? And then they realize that they need a siren to sing the first song. And at first they're, God, crap, Hale's dead. Oh, his grandfather. Yep. So you need a... Tr- happen to have a siren right on board. Exactly. So you need a true siren to sing the first song. 
at the one they intend to banish, So, uh, which is what Jack tells Bo. And at, at this point, now, again, obviously, I think you mistrust him a lot more than I do, even though I mistrust him. So we're thinking like, all right, it, it appears he's trying to help here, but he's Hades for crying out loud. So it's probably part of a longer con. It totally is part of a longer con. Right, so I, I have absolutely zero doubt. Like I was kind of thinking about that last episode, but now I'm like, there's no question about it. Okay, he's a baddie. But, all right, but he tells Bo to be careful because the song can work on you. Be wary of Z. Uh, so they go to Persephone to ask her help in drawing Z out. She's at first reluctant. Well, she is after all, my mother. But even there later, when when she tells her it's a trap we're still not sure it's like oh is she telling her to let her get away or is she telling her to gloat because because she uses her dove call to contact her mother and and in terms of the yeah the, that was like yeah it was weird right well part of the weirdness for me but is she's the, like it's the, a trap like like oh you betraying them and, and then she's like i can't remember what zeus says but you know obviously there's part of the plan was for her to tell like if there's a trap you don't tell the person it's a trap right i, I mean yeah. that's i thought like kind of axiom one of trapping unless you're just like i said trying to gloat over the fact that you know you're not going to get away you know everybody's here um we've got the siren we've got the painting but then all of a sudden z zaps his vocal cords and we're thinking like ah yeah i mean it's just like a really crappy plan like from go like you're trying to take down zeus and you're just going to show up and like sing the song. You know, it's like, dude, like you need to surprise them and stuff and, and not like make it so obvious. Okay. But uh, you, you, you used the word surprise. So when he's, you know, clutching at his throat, unable to sing next thing, you know, Lauren puts her hand on Heathcliff's shoulder and we know where this is going. You know, we haven't we haven't talked about Lauren. That'll be the next thing we talk about how she acquires her powers. But but we certainly know that she takes on the power of the Fae that she touches. And the next thing you know, she does the siren thing. Z disappears. Holy shit! What the hell was that? Bo right. asks. <laughs> Which was great. Yeah, right. that was a good line. I like that. And then Kenzie, of course, asks Bo why she used the painting to get rid of Z rather than her father. And, you know, I love the fact that that Bo's honest that, you know, is it crazy? But I kind of want him to stay. I haven't had a father my entire life. Well, and she wants answers, too. Exactly. Now, to what? I'm not sure. Right, because he's given her answers and she doesn't believe him, right? Right. I mean, uh, certainly about her mother. But, yeah. you know, I mean, certainly why did you give give me up you're Hades for crying out loud you could have right. protected me yeah good point uh, and then of course at the end of this storyline you know Kenzie's leaving don't try to be too smart darling it might get you killed yeah well Kenzie I guess we kind of be one to know that right yeah I guess so this was the thing so last episode when Hades says Kenzie Bo's like don't you say her name like like she's dead and I'm like all right, did I miss him? I, th I thought like Bo pulled her out from Hades, right? It was the whole thing. Like Bo went back there and got Kenzie, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure she got her out of there, but maybe she didn't, you know? And then I see Kenzie and it's like, is she returned from the dead? Like, oh no, she's still alive. I'm like, she's still alive? Why is Bo so bent then? You know, it's like, I mean, yeah, it sucked. You had to go down to, you know, the underworld to save your friend. But you did. Your friend's alive. So don't be so touchy with uh, with Hades about saying Kenzie's name. Right. But I guess I know what you're saying. And, and I don't disagree. But I, I guess it's part of this is my father. This is the, the my flesh and blood. And this is what he put me through. This is what he put arguably the person I love the most, I think you, cause you could, I think make that argument. She loves Kenzie more than she loves Lauren clearly in a different way. Right. But I think I'd be comfortable making that statement. Go for it, dude. So Say maybe it. it's, maybe it's that why I already did. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So Vex has come to Lauren's clinic uh, and, and well, <laughs> you know, I didn't mean, like just, this scene. No, I just, it's so sad what has happened to Vex, you know? Like a guy who is like the cool, hands down, the coolest character in the show. Most interesting, awesome character. And now he's just 
freaking running sex jokes. Yeah, although at least I like that he stopped wearing the absurd outfits that he was wearing there. But, no, but he that does was get part of it, though. Uh, I guess that but, was but, part but, of it. But at least he gets a doctor's prescription to use meth. Yeah. <laughs> but this is obviously the big reveal where Lauren quickly figures out what her power actually is. Although I'm not sure if Vex picks up on it, does he? He doesn't. Well, not. I mean, later when she brings Vex to Bo's place, he obviously he knows about it then, but it, it, right, at this but point he, he doesn't because he just wants his hand. I mean, what is she doing? That, I don't. All she's doing is lifting his arm up and down. That doesn't. That doesn't. That's not a thing. That's not therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you mean for a reattached hand or whatever? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just like I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Right. But uh, first a succubus, now a mesmer. Right. All right. All right. So Lauren tells Jack that she thought she was extending her lifespan to failure. So now, you know, the truth comes out about what her motivation really was. And I mean, we knew that was what her motivation. It wasn't that she wanted to make herself fae. She just wanted to extend her life. All right. Fine. I get that. The byproduct is, though, you have given yourself fae powers. And is it a byproduct of that suggestion that Jack made in episode one. I'm guessing. Yeah, totally. is. Yeah, absolutely. Which did again, he, did he know, how did he do know you this not was- see that you're being manipulated here? Right. Like, right. and, and right. Lauren, like I said, I mean, for, for a former terrorist, she's awfully naive, you know? Well, it's been a while. Um, but, but I think one <laughs> question that I'm asking, and, and I got to believe that Lauren's asking as well, how permanent or how fleeting is this transformation? You know, is this just temporary? Right. I don't know. Now, yeah, we don't I, know. I think he's being facetious when he tells Lauren that Bo's going to be thrilled when she finds out because I think he knows. And, and as you said, by the look on Lauren's face when he says that, she's clearly concerned as well and with good reason, as it turns out, as you mentioned. Yeah, it's it's just more manipulation, you know. It's just like more him telling her what she wants to hear, in order for her to do what he wants her to do. Like clearly, he yeah. wants her taking this serum. He wants her to have this power. He's buttering her up, telling her, "Oh, you're the most powerful being ever." You know, and you just see it's like he is creating a weapon here, basically that he has definite plans as to how he's going to use it. Okay, now she mentions that the original Faye gene, the original Faye DNA, I guess, that that she's using here is what she extracted from the more. The, the what? The DFAE. Oh, I like it. No, nice. I don't know. Sorry. I should write I, that I, down. I couldn't, couldn't work it out. It sounded better in my head. The I think D-fay-a. that's what she said, yeah. that it's what she got when she the turned D-N-fay. the more human. Sorry. The DNFA. Right. No. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That would have been a good title, episode title. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know you weren't thrilled with this title. I didn't like it. Um, Sorry, continue. Well, like father, like daughter. Yeah, well, we know what he's like. So what is that saying about Bo? Well, um, I, yeah. I mean, they're they're all being manipulated. <clears throat> they're all kind of doing exactly what his evil plan calls for. Um, and Bo is the only one kind of like, I think he's... Well, besides Kenzie, right? Kenzie points. I mean, Kenzie really, as always, Kenzie's able to kind of cut through the BS and see the truth of things. And she sees that he's dangerous and she knows that that this isn't right. You know, I guess she kind of like thinks it, but doesn't feel it, you know? Okay. Where I, I think she, on some level, she's like, realizes, yes, I I think he's probably bad news. But on the other hand, I really want to know what he knows. So, well, well, yeah, of course. And the other question that we're wondering about Vex brings up and verbalizes is that, you know, when, when, and if the colony finds out about Lauren's new powers, they're not going to be too happy. Bo tells him he better keep quiet about it. Well, I better get a prize for this. Right. (laughs) But But yeah, and, and that's the, you know, I wish they just kept his role maybe to that scene because, you know, Vex, like Kenzie, cuts to the BS and sees the reality of things. You know, like 
When people find out about this, it's not going to go over well. Well, right. But I think it was perfect, though, the hospital scene, because Lauren's powers are that she is she a conduit for those powers? That's what it would seem. But since he's a mesmer, I think it would visually it was a good plot device. So so it let us see right away because, I mean, the the first time she takes her arm up, his arm up and we see the patient in the background, his arm. Oh, okay, I get it. The last story really is, I don't know, I I just find it really sad because, like we said last week, Dyson deserves to be happy. I I know there's some people that don't like Dyson, and and I think at one time I understood where they were coming from, that it was almost he approached Bo like the damsel in distress when she clearly, not, not that she didn't need his help, but she didn't need his help. You know, she she could you know fend for herself. I just the only time I didn't like Dyson when he was just kind of moping about Bo and being all like weepy and like whipped and stuff. You know. Well, sure, I understand that. So, like, so he's the lone wolf. That's when he's at his finest. Well, right, and you know we've seen him you know lose other women before, but now with Alicia, it's. You know, again, I, I hate to use this word because I keep hearing Kira Cameron say it over and over. It's complicated. Right. Well, they said that at least twice, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And uh, I, I, every time I hear that phrase, I, I just I think continuum. You know, like yeah. <laughs> forever and ever. Whenever I hear someone say it's complicated, I, all right. But but that. this scene is so well done. I think because we're back at Dyson's and she confronts him right away. She's been snooping through his police file, and he at first gets a little peeved sure and she starts reading from the file and and he like the viewer is thinking like oh where is this going yeah i know what you are which freaks him out momentarily at which point she tells him you're a believer in the paranormal (laughs) he's like yes yes i am you got it (laughs) and she thinks her husband was possessed and so now she wants to do some more research using Dyson's books, which he's not crazy about, tells Mark to keep an eye on her. And he, come on, dude. Right. Uh, right. That was pretty bad. Big, huge mistake. Well, I mean, yes, it was in retrospect. I'm just saying with Mark. Mark, dude, you're old enough. Yeah. But it's so I can, and, and Mark uh, vocalizes this later. I mean, he's just, he's still really broken up about Iris. Yes, and and, you know, and, and and he sympathizes with Alicia, and so he doesn't agree with Dyson's uh, decision to keep her in the dark. Right, and, and I think so. It's, it's basically Dyson just putting the absolutely wrong person on the ground. Well, here. right, and I think it's that that line she says that I'm tired of being in the dark that that I guess pushes him over the edge and can understand because like her, he was in the dark for a long time about who right. he was. Sure. So it's understandable. Dyson returns home, finds that Mark spilled the beans about everything. I had to. So Dyson takes her to see her husband. And when she leaves, she tells him not to follow her. But the problem is Dyson doesn't know whether or not there's any of Zeus still in her husband. Uh, Hera. Oh, right, right, right. Of Hera, right. So now the question is, what do we do with Alicia? She knows too much. She's a danger to the Fay colony. And look, yeah. I, I think we know by this point, you know, Trick's not going to say, you got to kill her. You know what you have to do. Yeah, but it, it is ominous. Like, you know, the first time I watched this, when Trick is like, you know, you know what you have to do. And Dyson's like, yeah. And he looks like not thrilled about what he has to do. It seems kind of ominous, you know, that it just might be they're going to pop her, you know? <laughs> well, or at least put her in a dungeon, but... but Something, for, something not good. But right. but the next thing you see, her with Dyson at the doll, I want you to be part of this world, he tells her, and thinking, oh, okay, this is great, until he... Part and, of uh, that world. Oh, and then, but, okay, so, we, you know, we can forgive Mark. For his faux pas. But then when right. Dyson starts telling her about the claiming process and that I will own you, oh, dude. 
Yeah, he, he basically says like all the wrong things. He, right, right. But still, she hangs around. Like she's really into Dyson. You know, <laughs> that's like the sign of a girl who's into you when you can just say any rubbish, and she's just like, okay. Well, right, and and you know, she stays around long enough that he explains himself a little more eloquently that the claiming process just means that you're accepted. But, you know, her conflicted nature centers around the fact that she knows her husband's still alive, even though he's in a coma. And she knows it. Dyson knows it. We know it. And it's just, I think we know that Dyson is just fated to, to lose again. Yeah. This definitely is not going to turn out well for him. And it's a shame. I suspect, yeah, yeah, right. I suspect that Kevin is going to wake up and he's going to be Kevin. Dice is just going to, right, exactly. It's going to be him, and Dice is going to be just like, dang. Right. But on the other hand, I do predict that he's going to bone her before that happens. Well, <laughs> <So. laughs> uh, I'll take that bet. Okay, I don't, uh, I don't think so. Touche. I guarantee okay. it. All right. I guarantee it. All right. It's going to happen. All right. Uh, so we get to the closing scene, and apparently the whole painting, song, banish thing was a charade on Hades' right. end because Zeus. Yeah, because like Zeus is there, like, wait, you're supposed to be a Tartarus. Right. And then I love that, brother, there's no point in resisting me. It has begun. We're, we're like, well, okay, we, we, you know, we know your brother and sister. What's it? What has another brother and brother? <clears throat> right, brother. He calls her. So, so this. Well, that was kind of confusing okay. there for a while as well. The, yes. the use of the gender pronouns. Right. Right. Because like Persephone calls her mother. Exactly. It's like that's not your mother. That's your father. Demeter is your mother. And then so you're like okay, well they're just kind of like like throwing gender kind of out the window, I guess, completely, because then, like you said at the end, Hades says brother. It's like, well, wait. Or is it sloppy writing? Uh, well, it, it's very likely. <laughs> <laughs> or is it, as you say, if we give them the benefit of the doubt, that they're they're making a commentary on let's throw gender out the window. Right. But it's still, it's like confusing because, like, I mean, Zeus is like a dude, right? I mean, you I mean, can't like throw a- biology out the window. <laughs> it still takes. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. This yeah. isn't sex but when she ed. says mother, I and mean, when you refer to someone as your mother, you're referring to as your your female parent, and like that that's not like Zeus was the dude in her, her little parent unit. And I I don't know. I'm just saying it's just it's goofy, but and, and inconsistent is the thing. So yeah, either they are making some statement about gender, we're just throwing it out there and showing you it's completely irrelevant. But that's great. But also that it gets like kind of goofy and screwy you're just like what you don't want people saying what when they're watching your show you just want people to be on board and like following along right yeah i would agree with that and then the very last scene hades has the painting tears off the visible painting revealing another painting underneath which is of a horse breathing fire on the men below and which we've seen before right yeah and okay even i have to start second guessing my opinion of his motives but i'm still gonna hang in there with hades all right so um you know i mean that's all i've got on this one i i liked it i you know i i I give it a solid b b plus um yeah i'd give it a b plus um, you know i i think it it certainly pushed the storyline down the road enough to keep me happy and again i would just like to see some of the yeah, you know, just the really cliched sex jokes to just just disappear. We don't need them. You know, you got you right. C- well, especially making Vex like that's all he does is like pop up and say, you know, like throw out you know double entendres left, right, and center, and then he leaves. Right. In a sense, you he's know? like Joshua. I mean, you know, in this, he serves yes! the same kind yes, of purpose. Yes, that is a great comparison. A- yes. And we've said many times Absolutely. we wish they would stop doing that. It gets old. Right. In yes, fact, you absolutely. just said it in the last episode we did. Right. But, you know, even because Joshua was always like that. With Vex, I mean, they took a character who was literally my favorite character, who was awesome, who was threatening, who was dangerous, who was cool, and they turned him into a joke. Yeah. 
And it's just like now he's he's they've 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 literally cut his nuts off. Like I'm putting it out there. That's what they did. Yeah, sure. Um, Ebony, uh, I certainly hope we're going to see yes. her sooner rather than later. Where's Where's my other favorite character? Right, right, because she's still human. Obviously, Lauren, we assume has always had the power to turn her back, or maybe not. I don't know. I got the power. So, yeah, I would like to certainly see her again. I mean, it's 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 been a while. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And they, at least they mentioned her now, so maybe that's like that's when they when they actually mentioned her. I had hope that maybe we're going to see her soon and everything. But she's like not a fae anymore, right? No, right. She's human. Right. So there we go again. Right. You know, taking your coolest, most dangerous characters and and neutering them. Right. You know. So will I don't like it. Well, I don't like well, it. maybe there'll be a reason that they need Lauren to bring Ebony back. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But, uh, so when I tell you the next title for episode 11, you know, I'll be happy with that and we'll get there next week. We want to thank you for joining us tonight. We'd love to hear from you about lost girl, dark angel, which we'll be returning to in a few weeks or anything else you think we should be watching. I'd like to encourage you to join the Facebook group. And if you're already a member, Spread the word. Emails to sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com. Voicemails via the speak pipe tab, which you can access through the website. We'll be back next week to discuss Lost Girl Season 5, Episode 11, titled Sweet Valkyrie High. But, but <laughs> until then. So, Dave, you know, I was just thinking back to this uh, this last podcasting conference we were at. It was, it was so weird. Remember, like, like Bo Jackson was there. I didn't know Bo Jackson did a podcast. It was like crazy, you know. Like we're sitting right next to him, and we're on like this panel together, and uh, you know. And then we like start talking about all the stuff we're doing and how we're doing, like you know, this. And you're you're doing Agents of Shield, and we did Childhoods and everything. And that one lady from the South stood up. I remember she said, "Y'all have been busier than Bo's Tickle Flower." <laughs>